It is good. Matthew 14 is where we're at this morning and um, just continuing to talk about our finances, which is always a fun one to talk about in church because we don't like talking about finances, right? I had a conversation with Pastor Bruce during the week and this text is, is where, well, kind of brought on the conversation, but Let's read the text first and then we'll talk about our conversation. So this is Jesus feeding the 5,000. And uh, Matthew 14, we'll pick it up, verse 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so, that, uh, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And so there's this, there's this dynamic where the disciples are freaking out because there's this massive crowd, 5,000 men plus the women and children. So it's a, it's a fairly decent-sized crowd. It's like probably twice as big as most port games. It's, it's a big crowd, right? And so as they're... Oh, shots fired. And so as evening approached, the disciples start freaking out because, well, what's going to happen? We've got all these people here. They're going to get hungry. They're taking ownership. They're taking responsibility for the people and going, well, we need to do something. And so Jesus replied... They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Just puts it straight back on the disciples. And their response is, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. Straight away, the the disciples are looking at, this is what we've got. It's not much. These few loaves of bread and a couple of fish, that's not going to feed all of these people. And I love this, Jesus' response is, bring them here to me. Bring it. I had this conversation with Pastor Bruce during the week of, you know, straight away, the bring it deal. You know, when when we're sick, when we need a job, when we're trying to expand our family, when we're looking for a house, when we're going through all these changes in life, what do we do? We shoot off a message in our message thread to our connect group and say, hey, I've got this deal going on. Can you pray for me? We come out the front and we ask the pastors, we ask the teams on Sunday morning, hey, I've got this, I need healing in that, or I've got this problem, or I've got that, and can you pray for me? Can you do this? And we bring it to God. But then we have financial issues. And we're oh. like, when was the last time you or somebody in your connect group posted a prayer request saying, I need a financial breakthrough? Just doesn't happen, right? What's that about? I love hearing testimonies. Love hearing 
stories and praying for things during the week. And at church on a Sunday morning, we pray for our prayer requests. We pray for our leaders, but start talking about, and everyone's engaged, start talking about the giving part in the, mess, in the meeting. And everyone, well, yeah, here we go. Why do we even need this? I give my 20 cents a week. Just get on with it, pastor. Move on. And it's this, there's this deal where we're, we're more than happy to, to bring all these things from the other week, the stuff in our life. We're more than happy to bring this. I'm more than happy to bring this to God. But, but when we talk about our finances, which we're talking about this month, great month to be in church, suddenly we're, hang on, we take a step back. Don't you tell me what to do with my money. Hang on, what do you mean bring it to God? I can budget. I can work it out. But Jesus says, bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up, the tw- uh, picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces. They must have been some pretty big loaves of bread, right? Or some really little baskets. Or maybe God's into miracles. I'm not sure which one of those you can come to your own conclusion, but, but picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. I did have a little thought during the week, about 5,000 men. These are fishermen telling the story, so it might have only been 50. But I'm not sure. It's, you, know, you know, fishermen are like, it was that big. And uh, <laughs> it was a monster. It was, you, know, you get the photo and it's a 10 centimetre little baby snapper. But... <clears throat> But it was 5,000 plus women and children and they got 12 basketfuls left over. What's the key in that? Bring it to God. So I want to encourage you this morning, church, and challenge you because I've been challenged this week to go, well, what am I, how am I going to bring my finances to God? What does that look like for me? We tithe every week. There's just not a... There's never been a doubt in it. It's like, no, it's a done deal. And so it goes straight out of our bank account, done, tithe is done. I've shared before that we upped our tithe a number of years ago just to go, well, we need a breakthrough. And so we went, all right, God says in Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And so we kind of grabbed onto that and went, you know what, let's give a little more. And then down the track came a financial breakthrough. It's like we've lived it, but then at the moment, it's like we're in need of another financial breakthrough and it's like, well, what do we do? Oh, do we stop tithing? No, that's never been a conversation. Do we stop giving in to the bill to reach? No, that's never been a conversation. Do we, do we stop doing this? Do we stop doing that? No, we keep doing. We keep giving. We keep bringing it to God and believing that the breakthrough is going to come because God is faithful. 
And so there's three things that I want to, three points that I want to say to you today. Number one, we've got to bring it. Bring it so that God can do what God does. Because me and my strength, me and my financial state, it doesn't stack up. I've shared before as well that I'm going back to, it's going back a few years ago now, but our first year of marriage. And I was working at the nursing home, earning $16 an hour or $17.50 if I worked an afternoon shift. It was like, we were racking in the money. It was amazing. Then you get the, the 7.30 to 1 o'clock shift instead of the 3.30 shift, and it's like, oh, rats, got less coming in this week. Emma was studying full-time, working on Saturdays at a lolly shop, and we're just going, this is not going to work. This is a great way to set up our lives together. All right, first year of marriage, we got nothing. And we got through to the end of that year, and not only had we basically done everything we wanted to, like there wasn't, it was, wasn't like, oh, well, let's go out for dinner. Oh, no, we can't because we don't have money. It wasn't, well, let's go to the movies. Oh, no, we can't. You had to go to the movies back then because there wasn't Netflix or anything like that. If you wanted to watch something, you actually had to go out and, uh, or go to, the, go to Blockbuster. Anybody know what Blockbuster is? Yeah, some people remember what Blockbuster is. Video Easy. Had to go down there and rent your, your DVD. I think it was probably DVDs at that stage. I remember going and getting the VCRs, or the best thing was you just watch something on TV and record it onto your VCR, and then if you're smart enough, you remembered to pause when the ads came on, so then when you watched it back, <clears throat> a couple of movies, Days of Thunder, True Lies, and there was a, uh, oh, and Top Gun. Three of, three of my favourite movies growing up, and... There's just, you know, one of those little two-minute scenes in each of those movies that I got to, I don't know how old I was by the time I watched it somewhere else with someone else and realised that Dad had dubbed out a couple of those scenes, you know, the Top Gun one in the bathroom and like there's nothing in it. Or Days of Thunder when he, she pushes him up against the truck, if you've seen that movie, both Tom Cruise movies, um, two of my favourite movies growing up. I used to know word for word the whole movies. But there's those little scenes that Dad dubbed out those scenes. And I watched it one day with some mates, I think, and I was like, since when's this in the movie? I had no idea. So anyway, that's a little aside. But how did I get to there? Going to the movies. First year of marriage. And that's right. And... We got to the end of that year and not only have we done everything we wanted to do, not only have we not missed out on anything, but we got to the end of that year and we actually had savings and just went, it doesn't matter, it wasn't a lot of savings, but, but it's one of those little things where it's like we brought it every week, our tithe. First thing we did, we brought our tithe into the storehouse so that God could do what God can do. And so I want to encourage you today, church, to, to bring it, number one. Number two, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. Look up. I think it's such a key in anything in life, but especially with our finances. You know, there's, 
There's the, the disclaimer on this is be responsible with what you've got and don't live above and beyond your means. But, but there's also a faith element when it comes to being a Christian and following God where we don't actually look at our current circumstances, we look up to Him. There's got to be an element of faith, right? Because if there's not an element of faith, what are we doing? And so it's looking at it and going, oh, well, it doesn't balance the budget, the books, they don't, they don't balance. And we can look at that and go, oh, and we can stay focused on the negative and the bottom line that is, it's not going to work out. Or we can choose to look up to him. Not just go crazy and just start a spending spree and be like, it's all good, I'm looking up, God's got this, and next minute we're in the, the black hole because it's all gone down. But there's got to be an element of we bring it and then we look up. There's no point bringing it to God and then looking at our problem and going, oh, that $200, I'm never going to see that again. It's gone. I've given that to church. That's just going to pay the power bill. Well, that's just going to do this or... Oh, music team, they're just going to get another microphone out of that. Or they... Oh, there's a new... They're unlikely. There's a, there's a new skin on the drums because the drummers can't hit them properly and they keep missing and they, oh, they just damage stuff. And, oh, that's just going to patch up a wall in the kids' room or the youth room because oh, someone's just been silly and thrown something or pushed something or done whatever. And we can, we can look at... We can look at the problem or we can look up. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a person that looks at the issues. Big word, big little saying that we've got in our house at the moment with our boys is be part of the solution, not part of the problem. <clears throat> be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And can I tell you, part of the solution is bring it. Part of the solution is look up. If we're looking at the problem, we're just part of the problem. doesn't mean the problem goes away. It doesn't mean we need to, to actually follow through and do something with the problem, but be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And so bring it and then look up. Looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. Hashtag grateful 24-7. And we started that, I don't know how many years ago that was that we started that hashtag and every now and then we get reminded. I get reminded most weeks because I look at these prayer requests that we pray for every week. And in these, there's some slips. There was another one added this week, which is pretty cool. But in here, somewhere, there we go. There's these, grateful 24-7. And so I get reminded when I see these and go, how cool is that? So we need to bring it to God. We need to look up. We need to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And we need to be grateful. We need to give thanks, not just after the fact. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't give thanks after there was 12 baskets left. He was on the front foot gave thanks before the miracle was done. That's going to that's gonna break something open for someone today, is that don't wait till the miracles happened to start being grateful. Don't wait till after the fact to give thanks. 
But before, I'm not sure where this one came out of. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? Let's put it there. They're not in order. There's no spiritual hierarchy in their prayer requests. They're just in there, right? <clears throat> but that's it's seriously such a big thing is to not wait until after the fact to start being grateful. Why do we say grace in a meal, at a meal? We're giving thanks to God beforehand. It's exactly what he's done here, but, but we do it at a meal. But then we go and we bring an offering. We go and we do something else and we, we wait until, oh, I'll give thanks once I've got my breakthrough. Thank you. I'm not going to start thanking now because he hasn't done anything. It's like, where did, where did that come in? Be grateful beforehand. Be grateful and lead in. Being grateful. Mark 12, 41 to 43, there's this incredible story of a widow who's grateful, who's got the deal of this. So Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were being put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had. This widow had the deal. She had the revelation of, it doesn't matter what I've got, I'm going to bring it. It doesn't matter what I've got, I'm going to look up. It doesn't matter what I've got, I'm going to be grateful. Because you don't give away your last two coins unless you're grateful, right? You don't give away your last two coins unless you're bringing it to God, believing that what He can do is far greater than what you can do with those two coins. And so as we gear up for next week in our Build to Reach offering, if you haven't been around for very long, or maybe you've forgotten, well, what is built to reach? I remember it this way. We're building the local church so that we can reach our community, so that we can reach the ends of the earth. And so we're building, building our local church. And so built to reach goes into, you might remember the, the email that was sent out a number of weeks ago about, we bought this building in 2004. Sacrificial giving enabled us to get this building, our build to reach offering, whatever it was called back then. But people put off holidays. People sacrificed building a garage on their home. People sacrificed doing certain things in their life so that we could buy this block or this building. 2004, we've had some big things that we've done over the years. Uh, one year we built the veranda and the kids' room out the back, well, the kids' room out the back, and then a number of years later, we added on the veranda out the back. People sacrificially gave so that we could do those things. Part of the conversation I had with Pastor Bruce during the week, we worked out this building's coming up 50 years old. I think it was 1974 that it was built, which means next year it'll be 50 years old. There's things in this building that now being 50 years old need to be replaced. Right, anybody 50 here that needs some things on their body replaced? I'm not yet near 50, but I need some things replaced on my body and 
It's just like there's some, there's some aches and pains. There's some things that could do with a fresh lick of paint. There's some things that could do with some touch-ups, right? 50 years is a fairly lot. You know, when you get to 50, you become a relic. Is that anyone close to 50? It's just encouraging you right now. But, <clears throat> but there's things that need to be done on this building. We need to replace the roof in the coming years. There's some starting to just continue to be more little spots that we patch up when it rains, when we get a big rain and every now and then the buckets have got to come out. That's just a, the fact of having a building that's <clears throat> coming up on 50 years old and a roof that's coming up on 50 years old. And so to do that and to fix the stairs out the back here, it's going to be upwards around $100,000 to do those jobs. That's going to require, over the coming years, people to give sacrificially into that. So that we've got a building that doesn't leak. So that we've got a building that's safe. So that we can build the local church to reach our community. No point inviting someone to church and saying, hey, come to our church, it's awesome. We own our building outright, it's a phenomenal place. We've got incredible worship but if it's raining, bring your umbrella because there's a few leaks in our roof. And so it's not really a good advertisement for the church, right? And so there's things that we need to do to maintain. And so there's a kind of a call to arms here for, for the next generation, but also for that same generation. There's people that sacrificially gave that are still here. It's time to go again. There's people that have come since 2004. Can I tell you, it's time to go, let's dig. Let's bring it so that God can do what God does. Everyone's looking up at the roof now like, where's the next leak going to come? <clears throat> the last water leak was in my office. And I got in to work one Monday morning and my desk was all wet. Thankfully, I took my laptop home and didn't leave it on my desk that day or that weekend, which I sometimes do. And... Um, so yeah, there was a big hole cut out in my office and Pastor Bruce and I were up on the roof in the rain, siliconing up and re-screwing the old nails that were in there and <clears throat> putting screws in their place and it seemed to fix up that hole. Um, but it's good fun, right? It is good fun. And so I want to encourage you, there's, there's these envelopes out in the foyer. You don't need to take one of them this week, but they'll be, they are out there if you want to. And there's, they'll be there next week as well. And so we're going to bring our Build to Reach offerings next Sunday. Always a phenomenal service together as we do that. But as part of, part of that, what we're also and what's been on Pastor Bruce's heart this week, and he's sharing this down at Parkside, they're bringing their Build to Reach offering next weekend as well. What's been on Pastor Bruce's heart this week is to not just have a build to reach offering, but to have a debt busting offering. You know, there's all this talk in the media, not about bringing anything, but about how we're losing everything. There's all this talk in the media about, oh, we're going further into debt and there's this and there's that and governments just release their budget and no, instead of being in, in the positive and whatever this week and... Uh, this financial year, it's, oh, no, we're going to have to put that off now because of this and of that. And there's this issue. And everything's all about, oh, well, this is... I don't know about you, but I could do with a debt-busting offering. And so Pastor Bruce is, not because of me, but Pastor Bruce has had on his heart to go, next week, 
He's believing that as we bring our bill to reach, is to not just come with an envelope that's got your bill to reach on it, but to pray, seek God this week. And if you've got debt in your life, whether it's credit card debt, you might be, oh, I really want to pay off my home loan. I really want to do this. I really want to do that. I've got a hex debt. I've got a, I don't um, yet, but I'm working on that. Um, There's different debts that we can have in life. What does that look like? And if you've got a debt in your world, then write it on a piece of paper. Write it down. It might be the amount. It might just be this loan or it might just be that debt. might just be my credit card. But, but can I encourage you to be specific? Or as a whole bunch of people say these days, be specific about, <clears throat> about your debt. Right? It's not, you're not giving, you're giving your bill to reach offering. You're not giving your debt. Right, you're not going to show, we don't want to see that when we pray for you next week. It's not like you need to come up and say, oh, I've got this Pastor Bruce, and he'll go, oh, that's a good one, and then pray for you. It's, it's like, no, you just you keep that to yourself between you. Hopefully your husband or wife knows your current debt as well. Hopefully you're in communication about that. It'd be a good thing to do this week, get on the same page with that deal if, if that's where you're at. But bring that next week. And when we bring our build to reach offerings at the end of the service, when we pray for them, when we pray for you for them, we're going to pray that the debt that you've got will be busted at the same time. And that we're believing that there's going to be miracles, that there's going to be breakthroughs, that as we bring it, God can do what he can do. Because we can just, I can just continue to fumble through life with, with debt or I can go, no, I'm going to bring it to God. And so we're believing that that is going to be an incredible moment in the life of our church. And so if you're just going, oh, I'm not really sure what that is, please reach out to me during the week or after church today. Reach out to Pastor Bruce, send us an email, um, call the office, do what you need to do to get some clarification if you need to do that. But hopefully that's fairly self-explanatory in that. So not only are we bringing our build to reach offering, but we're believing that through that, we're going to see debt broken off people's worlds. People stop living under the grip of that and living in the freedom that we're meant to live in. And so that's going to be super exciting next week. The other thing that you may have noticed, I'm not sure if it was said last week or not, but on these envelopes, or were these even discussed last week? I'm not sure. flicked through some of the service but haven't caught up on all of it yet but the other thing that's been added to these envelopes that you can do if you would like to is there's a little tick box I would like to be sent a reminder via email quarterly of my outstanding commitment and uh, that can be a super help we've had a few people over the years just be like oh I stopped giving because I didn't really know or I just completely forgot little um, moment of truth I had a, a couple of years ago I take responsibility for it for ours and, uh, and I set up the ongoing transaction periodical payment for our build to reach offering and I think I set it up for like it was, I don't know, I think I set it up for five weeks instead of 52 weeks or something and it got to the end of the year and I happened to be talking with Bruce about it and he brought it up with me and I went the, like literally just the colour drained and I was like what do you mean, we really? Oh no, and I felt so bad and I've had conversations with people who have had similar little, it's not like I was meaning to not bring it 
but I just completely, and so that reminder, I'll be ticking that to get an update to make sure I'm actually doing it. I now check almost monthly to make sure that it has gone out. I might as well just do it each month because I check it every time to make sure, but, but you might be in that same boat, and so that tick box could be really handy for you. So that is there, um, and so you can make use of that this year as well, but <clears throat> it's going to be an awesome time next Sunday to bring our offering to God and to bring before him in prayer our debt to him as well and we can look up and we can give thanks together and have a great time and then we'll follow it up with lunch we'll move the chairs out and we'll do it in here because it's probably not going to be overly warm outside I can't see things changing too much in the next week and so we'll have lunch in here together afterwards and that's going to be amazing as well. So can I encourage you to make sure that you stick around next Sunday, have lunch with us together. That's going to be awesome. And um, just one more thing before we just changing tact a little, but it's still on the build to reach thing. We're thinking in the, we've showed the video and the team talked about Fiji last week and the, the build trip that we were on and some of the things that, that happened over there and, and I was thinking during the week, because again, I've had conversations with people and that are, oh, I'd love to go, but I just can't afford it. I'd love to go, but this just isn't going to happen. And as I was thinking about that during the week, <clears throat> so I was thinking, if that's something that you're interested in, we're planning and looking to do another build trip again next year, around that same time, the week leading into the June long weekend just seems to work, um, generally works really well weather-wise. Um, not so much this year, but, um, but that's kind of the, the week that works well in our calendar, generally works well in the Fijians' calendar. And so looking at doing that again next year. And so I just wanted to just put out there in front of you this one. If that's something that you're interested in, to think about the, the costs for that trip. So the build component of that trip is paid for out of our build to reach. Okay, and so we're believing that we're going to get the money to cover the materials for that. The people that go will pay our own way. And so it's about for travel, um, flights, accommodation. There's a trip contribution which covers um, the cars once we're there and our transport around the place once we're there and the food that the Fijians cook us on site. We pay them the costs for that. And so to cover that is about $2,200 based on what flights are at the moment. And so to break that down, because some people just like it and need it broken down a little bit, because $2,200 to go, oh, that's a lot. But to break that down and go, you know what, it's, it's $50 a week and the trip's covered, suddenly becomes heaps more achievable, right? And so don't, I'd encourage you, if you're going, oh, I'd love to get to Fiji next year, or it might not be next year, but you might be going, oh, I'd love to get there in a couple of years. If you go, well, I'm going to plan to be there in 2025, then you just halve the 50 and put away $25 a week for the next two years. And then you go, well, when you get there in 2025, and you go, you know what, I can go because I've saved up the money. And so just that little, little shift in our mindset to go, oh, it's such a long way away. It's so much money to do that. But if we just break it down, then it becomes so achievable. And can I tell you, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your skill is. It's an incredible trip to be on. 
And uh, I know that you will be blessed if you are there. And, so, and not only will you be blessed, but the Fijians will be blessed. I shared last Sunday at um, C3 Thrive, where we built the, <clears throat> built the house there. And Pastor Michael said about, gave me about 20 seconds notice and just said, hey, can you jump up and say something? And just I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? I'm like, you wanted me to give a wrap of the trip or what? He's like, no, just something to encourage us. I'm like, Awesome. Yep, no worries. Let's do it. And so I jumped up and you know, I just had this on my heart of, and I said to the church, I said, you know, we've come here as a team and we've blessed a family with a house. I think it was shared last week that the family that, like Jim works 6pm to 6am as a diver, goes out, catches lobs. He was back out on the boat this week and has, he works... Hard and we blessed that family, but I said to the church, I said, You know what? Like, we've blessed the family with a house, but our team go home more enriched and more blessed than what Jim and Andy are as the recipients of the house because our lives have been changed, our hearts have been transformed. And so, there's this just this connection there that we've got and that we that grows every year. And uh, I love would love for everybody in our church to get over there at some stage. Um, it would just be amazing. So if that is at all of interest to you, um, make, that, make that an effort to get there because it will definitely bless you. And uh, again, if you need some more conversation around that, then uh, please come and speak to us um, and that will be awesome. But it is good, right? It is good. So we're going to bring it. We're going to look up and we're going to give thanks. Father, I pray for each one of us this morning. God, that as we just sit and ponder, as we sit and think about our lot in life, where we're at, Mentally, physically, financially, emotionally. Where we're at in the, the scheme of life. Oh, I'm almost 50, I'm almost 30, I'm almost 20, I'm almost 70 and oh, I really thought I'd be here or I really thought I'd be there. <clears throat> Don't know where how I'm going to get to where I wanted to be. I don't know what it's meant to look like. I don't know, we've got these questions, we've got this, maybe a battle going on in our head. Father, I pray that we would bring it to you. God, a message about our finances, but it's so much more. God, every thought, every worry, every issue, God, we bring it to you this morning. God, and we choose to look up, not to look at the problem, but to look at the solution, you. And God, we give thanks. And so God, I do just give thanks. God, I'm grateful for every person in this house. God, I'm grateful for for those who have gone before us. God, I'm grateful 
today and for every person who sacrificially gave. Right from 95 when our church started, every year, our Build to Reach offering, every year our people have sacrificially gave into this house so that it can be what it is. God, I thank you for each one of them. God, I'm grateful for us here this morning. God, for those watching online, as we consider, as we prayerfully consider what we bring next week. God, I pray that you'd help us to look up. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you want prayer this morning for anything at all, it can be related to bringing your finance, can be related to finances, but anything else, as I said earlier, it's sometimes easier to bring something else, always easier to talk about and bring it when it's not finances. So anything at all, the altar is open. We're going to sing a song to close and so I encourage you to come forward, myself and some of the team will pray with you but can I encourage you don't just don't take it home whatever your deal is this morning don't take it home with you bring it to the altar bring it to God look up be grateful so that he can do what only he can do in Jesus name Amen